Bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between, this is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast, breaking down districts one and two uh, almost every week in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey alongside Ryan Skaggs. We missed last week because, well, uh, well, it's called a rain a rain postponement, right? That's what everybody else has been doing this week. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes life just gets in the way. So yeah, we had a um, lightning delay that ended up canceling. So, <laughs> but but this works out a little better, anyways, because uh, we're kind of going earlier in the week than we usually do to bridge the gap between what happened last week and what is still to come, which is a lot of district action this week, and then uh, believe it or not, state states yeah. like next week. There's a lot of births on the line and there's a, uh, there's plenty of action to go around this week. And, you know, a lot of do it's do or die time or the witching hour, if you will, for everybody. So yeah, for it's sure. been, uh, been, been some craziness. That's for sure. Definitely. So uh, we are recording this on Tuesday, May 10th. Monday is always a big golf day in the spring. There's always lots of golf invites on Monday. And we had some district meets up North yesterday, Ryan and some district champions on the links. Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously the 5As are playing today at Lewiston Country Club. Slightly jealous because I see sunshine in the sky today. So um, it's a good day for that one. But uh, 4As are settled. Uh, The Moscow boys won their first district title since 2012. Uh, Team score of 346. Uh, Qualifiers for state out of the 4A on the boys' side is uh, Brady Hanna from Lakeland, Joey Axel from Sandpoint, and uh, Braden Brown of Moscow, who was the medalist shooting a 78, and that was at the University of Idaho. Um, and then the girls' side, Sandpoint girls, ended up winning um, the team title with a 409. And the qualifiers is Alexa Tanistra from Sandpoint, uh, Maya Parsons from Moscow, and Taylor Meyer from Sandpoint are the three automatic qualifiers uh, for 4A golf. So cool that the Moscow Bears end up, you know, have been known historically to be pretty competitive on the golf side. I didn't know it had been, hadn't been 10 years since their last district title, but uh, the Moscow boys bring it home with a 346. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and I talked about all year, you know, Bryden Brown for Moscow is such a great golfer. Um, no surprise that he was your, your medalist there. Um, yeah. What, what happened at the lower levels in golf? So you got three, a Bonners Ferry girls ended up winning the Kellogg boys won in a playoff, um, won the district title yeah. there. Um, so that's pretty cool. Bonners Ferry, um, their top four go- girls golfers all qualified for state, airing the top four bids um, for automatic qualifiers. And then there was a four-way tie for third or for fourth on the boys' side. Um, but Luke Butler from Priest River was the medalist. Then Archie Ravenho- uh, Ravenhorst from Kellogg and Griffey uh, Dorschel from Kellogg also qualified as automatic qualifiers at 3A. And then 2A, Genesis Prep Boys, district champs, shot a 348. And then the St. Mary's girls are the district champs on the 2A girls' side. Um, and that happened, I believe those were at uh, Pinehurst Golf Course um, up in the, the Silver Valley. So congrats to both of those programs and, and punching their tickets to state. Awesome. Uh, teams that I'm going to be keeping an eye on at state, uh, definitely Bonner's Ferry on the girls' side. I think yep. um, the Badgers have a really Avery good Bayer team. and Brayla Bayer. They are they're uh, they're awesome. Yeah, they're they're solid. They're within one stroke of each other in districts, and um, they get the automatic qualifiers. 
Yeah, between the Bears and Kimberly has a really good individual uh, golfer, Reese Gary. Um, that individual title on the 3A girls' side is going to be fantastic to watch. So, I think uh, I believe they're playing out in Wilder for the state tournament this year. So, yeah, they uh, are. Yeah, a, a cool, cool course choice for them. And uh, yeah, the state sites down in the Treasure Valley are kind of off the beaten path from what I think you would expect state tournaments to be, but I think there's some, some great, like Falcon crest is going to be one of the courses of choice for, I think the four A's play down there um, out in CUNA. So it'll be interesting to see how the scores go. And if the weather holds up next week. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So good luck to uh, those golfers as they uh, advance on to a state uh, coming up yeah. next week. So. Yeah. yeah, good luck to all of them. And and so, yeah, there's been a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where, where else do you want to go? Let's go. So I'm in. No doubt. All right. Well, let's move uh, on to softball. Uh, we had district softball action uh, yesterday. A lot of it, though, got pushed back or pushed to later in the week. Not necessarily because, I mean, the weather's been bad, um, but not just, really like, bad. <laughs> not just yesterday, but really like the last, like, 10 to 14 days it's really just made the schedule a mess and so yeah we got to the end of the runway and a lot of leagues you know didn't complete the full conference schedule so the standing if you go to idahosports.com and look at the standings for baseball softball they're going to be a little messy <laughs> there's going to be some teams yeah. that played 15 there's going to be some teams that played 10 there's going to be it's all over the place but um we can tell you concretely and we will if you're watching the video version of this on idahosports.com's youtube channel their facebook page uh, i'm going to share the brackets up on the screen so you can follow along as we dissect these if you're listening audio only at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts just go to the homepage, idahosports.com we've got all the baseball and softball district brackets there so yeah. let me let me go ahead and share my screen and let's go to the one district tournament that took place yesterday in softball that was at the 2a level the Central Idaho League, District uh, 1 and 2 uh, in the first game. So this is kind of an interesting tournament where you've got two versus three and the one seed gets a bye. And then the one seed plays whoever lost the first game and then they play whoever won the first game. So it basically gives that league champ a, a chance to win the thing outright. Basically, if it's a round robin, everybody plays each other and whoever goes yep. two and oh, wins the district and if everybody goes one and one which we'll talk about in just a little bit um then it moves <laughs> it moves into the bracket portion down on the bottom but saint mary's went two and oh they beat grangeville 14 to nothing they beat orofino six nothing a pair of shutouts from their standout pitcher in the circle tacy watkins and the lumberjacks headed back to state yeah tacy watkins 28 k's over 12 innings pitched uh through a one hitter and then through a two hitter in the in the in the nightcap and um just an absolute unbelievable effort from the pitcher for the lumberjacks and we were talking off air you know she's probably the best pitcher in the state of idaho i mean there's there, i don't think there's much question about that um and then what, what she does in the circle too from the mound man she's she does it from the batter's box also um just a great all-around player and uh, to fan 28 over 12 innings is an insane stat because i mean if you do the math you would be looking at 36 so she's uh She's just right there of perfecto, and that's uh, that's that's pretty insane. 
Yeah, the only other pitcher I can even think of off the top of my head in terms of just the gaudy statistics, you know, at the 5A level, Timberline's got a really good pitcher. But, I mean, you're talking about a 5A versus a 2A. I mean, that's pretty good company to keep yeah. for, for Tacey Watkins. So, yes, St. Mary's advances to state. They got a really bad draw in the bracket last year where they had to play Malad, the champs, right away in the first round. Uh, this year it's seeded, according to Max Preps. We'll see if that works we out better or worse for St. Mary's. Uh, Orofino ends up taking second place and they will have a chance to fight their way to state via a play-in game Saturday at McCall Donnelly opponent to be determined. They will play the third place team from district three, Ryan, that district tournament hasn't even started yet. It starts yeah. today. Um, I think generally people are seeming to think that, you know, it could be Melba. It could be. Uh, Napa Christian, maybe New Plymouth is kind of the favorite uh, in yeah. that district, and maybe, maybe Melba, Napa Christian, somebody like that. But I, I, I give Orofino a great chance. Orofino, Orofino quietly had a very good season. They just happen to play in the same league as St. Mary's. You know, and that's that's the thing we talk about the Max Preps rank, rankings, and St. Mary's didn't shy away from playing a heavy three A schedule, and I, I think that's going to really greatly help their ranking. Um, as they as they approach, you know, the state tournament, how it gets seated. Orfino, much the same. I mean, they played they played up a lot too, and uh, I think that's going to benefit the Maniacs a bit as they approach this. I think I'm going to give them a, a chance to actually punch their ticket to state. I think that they've got a, the offensive firepower. I mean, you know, you didn't see it yesterday because they're playing Tacey Watkins, which you know, not not many people have a chance against her. But um, you know, I think Orfino can can find their way into the state tournament. I really do. Yeah, now usually on the uh, Idaho High School Activities Association website, they um, have the final regular season max preps rankings. They haven't posted those yet. Yeah. Um, and so we'll wait until they post that official list because – Oh, go ahead. Isn't Orfino hosting the state tournament too in softball this year? So I think that you know that would be pretty pretty sweet if the Maniacs can find a way to play at home. Uh, yes, they are hosting. So that, yeah. I mean, that's a huge advantage for St. Mary's also. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Places that, I mean, they played the district tournament and, you know, at home, but they get a, you know, place that they've played regularly, you know, on the road a few times this year. So, you know, it's uh, the friendly confines of North Idaho, I think will maybe be the benefit for the North this year. Weird splitting up state tournaments and having them at different venues around the state what a crazy oh, idea with amazing that, concept right <laughs> would that work in other sports i don't know we better I, just uh, maybe we should take notes i don't know maybe we should do a <laughs> podcast about that i don't know <laughs> what a crazy idea all right we'll get off our soapbox we'll uh <laughs> basketball basketball oh sorry yeah <laughs> anyways <laughs> um every every other softball bracket starts today ryan so this can kind of serve as a primer and it'll be really fun to come back and look at how um right or wrong we were with some of these predictions um let's just stay let's let's work from smallest to biggest since we kind of already tackled two a and let's go to the white pine league where here are the play-in games today the uh, the field in and i always i'm never sure how to pronounce the town adjacent to kendrick is it julietta yeah julietta okay julietta um that's where Kendrick plays all of their uh, baseball and softball games. And so Julietta is going to host a doubleheader today. Number six, Nez Perce will play number three, Kendrick. Number five, Genesee will play number four, Prairie. And the way the White Pine League works, because it's a six-team affair, whoever wins those play-in games will advance to state. 
um, the four teams that'll play in the bracket all clinch bids. And from there, it's uh, just a matter of, of who finishes where I, I guess they only take three. So you've got a three out of four chance of making it to state potlatch, the one seed Clearwater Valley, the two seed and whoever wins these two play in games. I'm inclined to lean Kendrick. And I, I kind of think Genesee, you know, Genesee got to state last year uh, as did Prairie, but now they're playing each other in a knockout game. Yeah. And I, I like Kendrick on that on that playing game on game one i think that's going to be a, a decent game and then the prairie genesee like it, it does have some very um unique i think approaches to you know teams that have a historical pedigree of being in state and, and being in a play-in game situation is kind of rare for the both of the programs but that just shows the depth of the of the league this year um i'm gonna go opposite i'm gonna go with prairie i'm gonna stick with prairie on that on that top line and um i'm actually gonna sn- do I want to pick them over Clearwater Valley? I, I, I like Prairie a lot. Um, I think they're a sneaky team um, just because they've got athletes too. I think they run the bases really well. But um, Potlatch, I, I'm going to pick as district champ for sure. I mean, I'm just going to settle the argument right there. But we're going to end it on that one. But the loggers are a great team. Clearwater Valley's played played a great season too. There's not much separation though between two and four and my two, four and five, three, four and five right in there. There's not a ton of separation between those teams. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see like Potlatch, Kendrick, and Prairie make it to state yeah. and Clearwater out or any any comment like Potlatch. I think you can go ahead and just book it. Uh, yep. The the other two spots is going to be pretty fascinating to watch um, how that all plays out. Genesee will host the proper district tournament on uh, starting on Wednesday after these play-in games tonight. But I agree, Potlatch definitely the favorite there. Yep. Uh, 3A Intermountain League, uh, number one seed is Timberlake, and they ran away. They are a buzzsaw, yeah. They're, they, I'm, I put it in ink, we'll put it in Sharpie that Timberlake's going to be the district champ. And honestly, I think Kellogg as the two seed also has a significant advantage over Priest River, the three seed, or Bonners Ferry, the four yep. seed. Um, so I think you book it, uh, yeah, Kellogg, Timberlake. I feel pretty good about both those teams advancing. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I would I would be willing to, to hang my hat on that one and put it in Sharpie. Timberlake, the one seed, is going to make it. Uh, Kellogg is the two seed. I think that they just, you know, pitching is going to win out at the end of the day. Um, and uh, sorry, Bonner's Ferry and Priest River, but I don't think they're going to have enough to match what Kellogg can bring to the table. But I don't. nobody's going to top Timberlake, and it's going to take a miracle to beat that one, kind of like a Kentucky Derby-type effort. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Timberlake hosts Bonner's Ferry today at four. Kellogg hosts Priest River today at four as well. And that's the 3A IML. And we finally have sunshine in North Idaho today. So those games will be played today. <laughs> yes. <So. laughs> um, 4A. I didn't want to show the bracket because there's not anything to show yet because we just kind of figured out where everybody slots in and we haven't had a chance to update our bracket yet. Um, for, I think 4A IEL is like the last league to like finish regular season play because you had Lakeland play Moscow in a regular season finale doubleheader yesterday in South. Yep. Yeah. Lakeland won the first game, which gave them the outright league championship, um, the number one seed into the district tournament, which will start Thursday this week. Uh, Moscow won the second game, but Lakeland, all they needed to do was split in order to win the league title. Um, so they're 12 and 12 overall in the year, six and two in conference in the 4A side. Uh, they defeated Sandpoint in a sweep 
that this is kind of an interesting one because that one I believe was on Saturday. Um, they won the first game twelve to one, and then they won the second game nine to zero. But they only played, I believe, until the top of the third inning. They found a little known rule in the state of Idaho that if you play for at least ninety minutes and both teams agree, you can call it a complete game. Well, they had three separate lightning delays for half an hour um, during that last game. They were ahead nine to zero, and that was going to be the called final score of that one. And so Lakeland came away with a sweep um, over Sandpoint. So kind of an interesting stat there. Um, but uh, yeah, Lakeland gets the number one bid. Moscow's number two. Sandpoint's number three. Headed into the district tournament on Thursday. So the way that works, uh, Sandpoint will play Moscow in a play-in game. Winner of that will play Lakeland in a best-of-three game yep. series. And yeah. again, that kind of got pushed back later in the week. I think it was supposed to start a little earlier. But speaking of getting pushed back in five A, <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. Here's here's your... Post Falls third times a charm. Um, <laughs> Cordelaine beats Post Falls eight to four, clinching the league title after three rainouts. So. Um, yeah, a big deal for the Vikings, 16-2 and two overall, 9-2 and two on the season, um, getting that league championship today. Coeur d'Alene's playing Lake City, and that's at Coeur d'Alene High School, and then Post Falls plays Lewiston at Canfield Middle School, um, which is just down the street uh, from, from Coeur d'Alene High School. So two really nice facilities, um, and the uh, field conditions should be great for, for softball today. Right, and I just realized if you're looking at this bracket, first-round games are today, Tuesday, May 10th. And then uh, the semifinal and loser out games; th those will be Wednesday. So everything got pushed back a day. So I got to yep. I, I got to change that on the bracket. Yeah, <laughs> I got to push everything it back a day. Bumped a little bit because of the the rainouts from last week and everything else. And yeah, five um, eight. You know, Coeur d'Alene. I look as a favorite. Obviously, they've had a great season. Lewiston's my dark horse. Or not really a dark horse. They're the two seed. Um, Post Falls. You never know. And uh, the Trojans could pull out a shocker against the Bengals today. Um, I think that's going to be a great game between the two, the, those two programs. Uh, I look at Coeur d'Alene to get the one seed and win the district championship outright. Um, and then, uh, you know, getting that one, that number two spot to play the play in game this weekend. I, I do think our number two team out of the North is going to make it to state. I think they win that play in game, but it should be interesting to see how, how things shake out. It's very interesting because typically that that play-in game is always against somebody from Boise, but this yep. time it's against somebody from East Idaho, which is kind of unusual. The third place team from the East. That's crazy. That's yeah. weird, right? Isn't that isn't that weird? I believe that's District Three, the E team, which would be oh, the fifth, the fifth yes. place team. Down yes, in District Three. You're yeah. correct. You are correct. Yeah. I was going to say that didn't look right. No, no. Uh, but, I mean, you, you still got solid programs down the Treasure Valley. I still like Post Falls or Lewiston against that team. I think that, you know, especially if you get your best pitcher on the mound uh, in a one-game scenario, I think, you know, in a neutral side, I believe that game would probably be played in Grangeville, I'm assuming. We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to take either the, the Bengals or the Trojans in that playing game. This I'm getting eerie vibes here, Ryan. This is looking just like girls basketball where you had three really outstanding teams. Coeur yep. was the one seed. They didn't make it. And a lot of those Vikings are on this softball team as well. Can yeah, they? I'm telling you. Yeah. But knowing those know. girls like, the, no, they're not going to, they're not going to stand for that. The Skylar Burke is absolutely raking <laughs> at the plate right now. And I think she, if she has to, she'll single-handedly take them into the state tournament. So she's not going to get 
jinxed twice by us. <laughs> so. Right. Well, good good luck and good vibes. Uh, the five A postseason starts uh, today. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go to baseball. We actually sure. we'll stick we'll stick with five A I E L. They actually were able to get in their first round games yesterday. Um, thanks to uh, the miracle of hard work and and diamond dust. But okay, Lewiston is the one seed. They beat four seed Post Falls eleven to five. Number two, Coeur d'Alene hosted number three, Lake City. Vikings win eleven to one. All chalk. So today in Lewis Lewiston, you've got Lewiston hosting Coeur d'Alene for the district championship, and you've got Post Falls traveling to Lake City in a loser at contest. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting matchup. I mean, Ryan Schneider yesterday for Coeur d'Alene pitched a, a one-hitter with nine Ks. Um, and that game was brought to you in part by Diamond Dry, um, where 25 bags of Diamond Dry were used <laughs> to make that game playable. <laughs> so um, hats off hats off to the grounds crew for making that game happen, because that's an insane one. But Schneider, obviously, we know, signed with Belmont D1 school. Um, and then Lewiston, their lineup is just so tough. Um, I, you know, the Bengals, I, I'm going to give the Bengals the, the nod in this one, just because they're playing at home. Um, I think they take the district championship. I do like Coeur d'Alene as the two seed winning the, the winning out the backside of the bracket and getting that play in game. And uh, I do like the Vikings winning that play in game. I do think it's going to be Lewiston and Coeur d'Alene, but I mean, Lake city has been playing tough down the stretch post falls. We know what they can do, even though they've had a bit of a rough spot this year. Um, they still got some great players and like CD Sharples and some of the other guys in that lineup. Um, you know, it's, it's anybody's game at this, at this point in districts, but I look at it to go chalk, I think, as far as approaching state. I will say second place team again will have a chance to to fight their way to state via a play in game. I think it will be significantly more difficult in baseball than in softball. Yep. Um, oh, for sure. That fifth place team from Boise in baseball, whoever it is, is going to be pretty good. So yeah, but you're going to get you're probably going to get Schneider back on the mound if if it is Cordelain. Um, if they get to the play in game, you know you're going to get your best arm on the mound. I'm in a one game scenario. I might, I might take them just because they can hit the ball so well. Um, Coeur does have a great offense at the plate. So we'll, we'll see how things go. They play, they play great error free baseball. So, yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Uh, for a IEL again, we're not going to show the bracket because the dates got pushed back later in the week, but we do know Sandpoint's the one seed. Uh, Lakeland is the three seed Moscow, the two seed. And again, the way that works is um, play in game. And then the winner of that will play Sandpoint in a best yep. of three series. Um, it's it's been hard to gauge the four AIEL because they they're in this. And can we talk about this for a second? This combined five A four A IEL I think seemed like a good idea, but it just it hasn't. You think worked. it's do you think it's going to be weird this year? Wait till next year. <laughs> it just it 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 hasn't worked because. <laughs> Well, the IML is becoming a three-team conference next year too, so or yeah. a two-team a two-team league, I should two, say. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, we're you we're used to that. We, I mean, yeah. Wallace Clark Fork or Clark yeah. Fork Mullen, uh, but okay. So, this combined five A four A IEL, basically, you're saying you're going to have a ton more conference games because these cross five A four A games are going to count in the conference standings. But what happens yep. is a lot of those games got wiped out. Coeur d'Alene and Moscow never played in baseball, and that was yep. supposed to count in the league standings. Isn't it easier to just say, 
how you did against your 5A schools, that's yep. your conference record because it does affect the standings a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Well, and then you had, you know, picking up random, you know, games against some of the lower greater Spokane League teams too. I mean, you had Post Falls that was picking up games against like Moses Lake. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, you know, play your, play your conference as your conference in the same classification and then just like have a non-league schedule. I don't understand why you have to make, you know, reinvent the wheel on a 5A, 4A combined and make it count when it shouldn't count. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's how, that's how, um, district five, six does it in five, a they, they've got what's called the high country conference where there are five, a schools and four, a schools that belong. And they, they don't combine the leagues. They just say, Hey, look, you know, X amount of your non-league games have to be with the four, a schools. Cause they've got schedules to fill and vice versa. Yep. You don't have to have them count towards the league standings, I don't think. But, anyways, so 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 four A's been tough to gauge because the five A teams are are better than the four A teams in baseball this year. That's just the way it is. You want to so blow your mind, Brandon? Though we can go back to the old days of the border league up here. Yeah, if you remember North Idaho, to where you had Washington teams that were league games. So yeah, like the that yeah yeah. <laughs> It's, I don't think anybody wants to go back there. No, it's um. So, so anyways, uh, 4A has been really hard to gauge. Everyone's got, you know, n- not ideal records. Um, I do think Sandpoint has the best team, though. But, you sure. know, we'll see. Cra- crazier yeah. things have happened. So it's uh, going to be settled by a sack race. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> definitely. All right. 3A IML. They also got started yesterday with the opening round. Timberlake, the one seed, beat Priest River, the four seed, 14 to four. Number two seed, Bonners Ferry, beat number three, Kellogg, 11 to one. And so you've got uh, the district championship Wednesday at Timberlake. Timberlake will host Bonners Ferry. Kellogg will host Priest River on Wednesday as well in a loser out contest. Uh, second place team from this district has a chance to challenge its state against the third place team from District 3. That is looking like it's probably going to be Payette or Homedale. And yeah. that's kind of, uh, to me, that's a coin flip. Could go either way. I mean, you could be playing at Harmon Killebrew Field. So I don't know. Like, if there's some. Some hallowed ground down there <laughs> on the snake. Pay the, it, yeah. Yeah, pay it. But uh, no, I like Timberlake a lot. Um, I think that they've shown more and more throughout the season. We we saw them start hot. We didn't really know what to think about them as they, you know, hit the midway point like around spring break. But um, and then they've been a they've been a solid offensive team, and they've been fielding really well too. So. Um, I think it's going to go chalk. Timberlake's going to win today. They're going to get the district championship. Bonners Ferry, I don't think Kellogg or Priest River has the firepower to to, to match the Badgers there. Um, and I like Bonners Ferry in a playing game. Is That's a tough matchup. Um, I mean, Homedale, Payette, they're both solid teams down there. I mean, you could even throw it. You never know what happens in districts down there. You throw in Fruitland, Nampier, or some of the other schools. They're not Nampier Christian, but Fruitland. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how how things shake out and um, you know, I think that the the Southern Idaho team gets the win in the play-in game, but I, Bonner Ferry could certainly make it very interesting. So, so I think Fruitland and Weezer are playing in the championship down there. Yeah. So I think they've kind of already locked up their spots. Sweet. So, so yeah, so if they're one and two, then yeah, you're looking at the Homedale Payette situation. Homedale, we know that they've got you know some good players down there. Payette has history too, so. It should be interesting. It really should. I think, you know, it would probably favor the Southern Idaho team just because of strength of schedule. Um, but 
you know, Bonner's Ferry puncher's chance. I don't know. Like, I don't want to curse anybody. So if they make it, I'm not going to claim that I like called it, but I think they've certainly got a chance of getting there. Anybody does at this point in the season, but I really do like, like Timberlake a lot um, down the stretch. I think that they've got a good enough lineup too, that they could probably bring home some hardware at state. Mm. Yeah, the three A is always the most unpredictable, and that's yeah. that's the tournament I'm going to be broadcasting for IdahoSports.com, Ryan. I've got that state three A, so sweet. Uh, we'll see. I, and I don't know, call it a gut feeling, but I'm liking the Badgers. I'm liking the Badgers really? over Timberlake. I don't know why. Call it a gut feeling. Man, go to the season record, man. <laughs> I know. I know. I just there's something I can't can't describe okay no if you like it you like it that's i can't i can't fault you for that one (laughs) we'll see that's probably gonna end up looking stupid but (laughs) (laughs) you said it not me (laughs) we'll see speaking of things that were stupid stupid ridiculous day at the 2a yesterday cil nobody Uh, wants to win (laughs) we described this in softball where it's a round robin and whoever goes two and oh wins the district well, that didn't happen. Everybody beat each other in some like really intense games. Extra innings games. <laughs> yeah, so you had the first game was number two Grangeville against number three St. Mary's. Grangeville won that game eight to two, and we thought, okay, here we go. It's going to just chalk, chalk, chalk. Well, then Orofino, the one seed, plays St. Mary's, and St. Mary's rallies late and wins four to three in eight innings. So yeah. now you're like, oh, man, now, now it's Grangeville playing Orofino in the final game of the day. And it's Grangeville with a chance to clinch that bid with a win. Well, it was a pitcher's duel early and then a flurry of runs in like the fifth, sixth, seventh, into the eighth. eighth. And (laughs) Orofino wins a wild back and forth game five to four on a walk off in the bottom of the ninth. So now you've got the if necessary Tuesday bracket. I'll hover over it with my (laughs) this never happens this hardly ever happens but here's the if necessary tuesday bracket and so what you have today now one o'clock in orofino saint mary's will play grangeville the loser is out so orofino has at least clinched a spot in the play-in game so orofino has a chance to make it to state grangeville and saint mary's will fight for the right to try and advance to state as well so Orofino will play the winner of Grangeville and St. Mary's. The winner is the district champ. The loser will have a play-in game against the third-place team from District 3. That is looking like Marcin, who kind of came out of nowhere. Marcin has been yeah. a program that's been really down for a long time. They've got a lot of freshmen this year. But Marcin is kind of looking like who that opponent will be. So, again, I think whoever gets there has a chance in the that play-in game. McClellan's, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um but how chaotic is this 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 hardly ever happens right where everybody beats each other it's crazy i mean you rarely see it but when it happens i mean like from the fan standpoint it's awesome like this is pretty cool i'm like yeah i mean if you want to settle it on the field like you get no better way than like to level the playing field and go at it get one more go um now that it's got a little bit more meaning and loser out game i mean i wouldn't be surprised to see some more extra inning games i really wouldn't they were they the, i mean the season the regular season was this way and so you know you talk about going back and forth that you know orfino's got a great team saint mary's for some reason has had their number and uh you know so it makes things interesting but you know it's like you look at one two three seeds they're all i mean it's all pretty much scratch at this point i think you get rid of the seeds um I think Orfino just on sheer playing at home, you know, they're going to be the home team in that, that game five. 
Uh, I'm going to take the Maniacs to win it. I think Grangeville is going to get the two seed. The the one advantage Orofino has is the the pitching. It's just got to be. Yep. Uh, you know, because because for now, Orofino or Grangeville and St. Mary's, this is their third game in two days, and there's pitch count rules on how many pitches a kid can throw in back to back days, and so the so the pitching is like, you know, who's going to Who step more up? Arms. Yeah. Who's going to who's going to step up? Because everybody's at the at the end of the line with their pitching yeah. staffs, and so by Orofino having to play one less game, that may give them a slight advantage. But I'm with you. I who knows? It's going to be fun to watch today, though. It starts at one o'clock in Orofino. I'm I'm gonna be kicked back probably watching the little game cast on the on the game changer app. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's gonna be a wild day of baseball up north for sure. Yeah, so. and it's a, and we talk about facilities, man. That's a gorgeous facility in Orfino. I just gotta throw that out there. They've got an insanely cool field. The setting for that place is, is just awesome. Yeah, I, I uh did the one A state baseball tournament up in Orfino last year. That was the first time I'd ever been there, and man, I was blown away. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they're not hosting anything for state this year. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah, just uh, just softball, and that's it. So, yeah. all right, uh, let's wrap up with. Speaking of chaotic and unpredictable, the White Pine League. This <laughs> this is a league where, um, the standings were all over the place. Like, some teams got fifteen conference games in. Some teams got as few as nine. So, all of the athletic directors kind of met and said, "How are we going to seed this? <laughs> let's let's just figure out how we're going to seed this tournament." Yep. And so in an interesting quirk, Clearwater Valley went eight and six in the league. Prairie went eight and seven. But at this meeting, they determined that Prairie should be the five seed and Clearwater Valley should be the six seed. I have no idea how they reached that conclusion, but all the ADs and coaches kind of agreed upon it, I guess. Coin flip probably. (laughs) I I mean, so technically Clearwater Valley had the better conference record, but they had some games get rained out and whatever. Um, So here's what we can tell you in baseball. Genesee is the one seed. Troy is the two seed. They get first round buys. They have already clinched bids to state because four teams get to go. And the winners of the two play-in games today will also get to go to state. It's just a matter of, who finishes where? So you've got Kamii hosting Clearwater Valley, three versus six today, 4 p.m. And then you've got Kendrick hosting Prairie today at 4 p.m. as well. I'm leaning towards Kamii and Prairie, but I think these games could go either way. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Clearwater Valley was tied for second place in the standings, yep. and now they're the sixth seed. So uh, these are going to be two very entertaining games as well, I think. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you there. I think Kamii is a sneaky team. I think Kamii could realistically, you know, and it depends. Do they reseed after this playing game? Do they put the the true like bottom seeds against Genesee and Troy, or does it kind of like seed in wherever they put them? So Genesee will play the lowest seeded team gotcha. remaining, and Troy will. Play so the it would seed. not surprise me if Kamii is playing in the in in the championship game and they get the second seed. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. If Gen- if Kamii beats Troy, um, I like. Ooh, I'll take pra- <laughs> I'll take Prairie. I'll take Prairie too. I'm, I'll match you. Okay, I I just uh, and again, it wouldn't surprise me if these went any number of ways. It's just yep, and and it's hard. Genesis, yeah, Genesee is the one seed. Kamii is the two coming out. Troy three, Prairie four. And there's just like there's not even a rhyme or reason to like, you don't even get a full snapshot of how 
good these teams were because they didn't not everybody got to play everybody yep this year either so last year there were some wild upsets i i think both i think both of the play-in games featured upsets yeah um, and like that one's it wouldn't surprise me to see kendrick run the table too you never know so like it's just one of those things that you could throw a dart at any one of these teams and they'll be like okay yeah cool <laughs> like they're all deserving so yeah La- yeah last year i believe genesee was the five seed and i think Kamii was the six seed and they both got to state they yep. they both they both knocked and, and genesee of course got hot and ended up winning the the entire state championship so uh yep. just, just like every other sport <laughs> the white pine league always seems to be the seeds don't really matter too much um, yeah it's who's so. whose line on the bracket is it anyway yeah <laughs> so. yeah that's uh, 100%. So that's what's going on in baseball and softball. A lot of crazy, exciting stuff, which is how we want it this time of year. A lot yeah. Of unpredictability. So, yeah. And then you throw track in the mix as they wind up, you know, this week too. And, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of craziness out there. We've had some, some blistering times show up on the track. And Emily Collins from Lewiston has the number one time in the 200 at 25 3 and uh, the number two time in the 400 at 56 8 6. So, you know, Damaris Stuffel from Lewiston also in the 100 hurdles went 15-4-5. Lily Fenisi through the disc, 135-3. Um, so there's some, some on the girls' side especially, you're seeing some of these, you know, gals from North Idaho really show up. And um, even the relay teams, like Lewiston's relay team, just tied the 1600 relay school record at 403-32. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot going on. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, heating up, and then next week is just going to be nuts um, in terms of you know what's going on for state. Um, mm-hmm. So I think what we're going to do, Ryan, is next week we are going to do our um, state baseball preview, just like we did for basketball, where we do a live preview show and we bring on all the broadcasters and, and preview state baseball because idahosports.com once again will be broadcasting every single pitch from every single state baseball tournament. And then uh so we'll we'll you can have the week off Ryan and then we'll come back with a big spring sports recap of track. Tennis. How about I go take some photos from 5A and 4A softball? How about that? Yeah. And I'll send it. We can put it on the Instagram page. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you uh, will actually have some events up in your neck of the yeah. woods. That yeah. You can go. So I'll, I'll swing by state softball and get a chance to watch and see. Hopefully the Coeur d'Alene Vikings can make a run and uh, see if they can bring home some hardware. And, you know, there'll be some good games up there. I think you've got, you know, it's going to be a great tournament, especially on the 5A side for girls. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, so so next week it'll be uh, our live state baseball preview Uh, two weeks, our spring sports extravaganza wrap up, and then we'll get into some off season podcasts where uh, during the off season, you know, during the the summer months, we're not going to go away. We want to keep that presence, but we'll bring on some guests. We'll do, we'll, we'll do some interviews with some, some, some of the athletes or coaches we've been talking about all year long on the prep cast. Well, including a couple of college coaches that I've talked to that want to join us as well. So that'd be pretty cool to talk recruiting and other things, especially university of Idaho athletics, because the vandals are going to turn some heads, I think with coach Eck and his, his staff for football. So it'll be, it'll be cool. Yeah. So that that's all still to come, but until then, Enjoy all of the district competition and uh, enjoy the nice weather. Hopefully it's around to stay finally. 
Yeah, we hope so, man. I'm tired of the rain. I don't, yeah, I don't live in Seattle. I I live in North Idaho for a reason. Give me some nice weather, please. Right, no <laughs> doubt. All right. Well, Ryan Skaggs, as always, thanks for all of your insights, and uh, we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. All right. All right. Take care. Have a great time at state. Yep. Sounds like a plan. Uh, we'll see you uh, for another edition uh, next time on the North Idaho Prepcast on IdahoSports.com.